Good morning, church. It's for me a blessing to be here bringing the Word of God. As you know, we have Christmas trees and we have uh, decorations, and this song pops into my mind, and I, I want you to help me, okay? Every time I said, it's beginning to look a lot like beautiful. That's great, because it looks like Christmas, right? Christmas tree, Christmas light, it's beautiful. So, in this morning, I have the blessing and the privilege to bring the Word of God, and I'm going to be talking about the advent of love. So, and I would like to uh, ask you to uh, open your Bibles in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. And I would like, you can stand as you're able, so we can read uh, this passage. And the Word of God, this is what it says. God showed His love for us when He sent His only Son into the world to give us life. Real love isn't our love for God, but His love for us. God sent His Son to be the sacrifice by which our sins are forgiven. So let's pray. Father God, thank you very much for loving us. And this morning, we pray that uh, you speak to our hearts. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Today we look uh, at the word of love. Last week was joy, and this week is love. I know a lot of us in here, we like to work out. I know people who go to the gym. I know people who, who in here who enjoy watching sports. We have, uh, you have your children, some of your children involved in, in, in sports in school. So, and you like to be outside, you like to be hiking, you like to be active. As a friend of mine told me one day, motion is lotion. We have to stay in motion. But as you know, as we, uh, even if you're young or middle-aged or a little bit older, we start getting aches and pains, don't you? And I'm putting me as an example. I'm 32 years old, even though I look younger, I know. <laughs> 33 years old. Every time I go to the gym, now I have to stretch. And Aubrey is always like, you have to stretch because you're not like young anymore. And uh, I have to stretch. If not, the next, the next day, I have like a pain. So I can get my back, get my knees. And I start, you know, stretching out now. But when I was in, 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 in seminary, I had a friend who I used to work out with him. And I told him that I was having this uh, pain in my knees and my, and my shoulders and everything. And he told me, Aaron, listen. I got a thing right now, you know. I got the thing that's going to help you out. I got, I'm going to give you the pep and your step. It's going to help your joints. It's kind of like the way he was describing. It's like this kind of a miracle elixir. He said, try this. Try to drink this every morning, and it's going to help your joint, your, 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 your knees and, and your articulations. And this is what he told me. Try 8 to 10 organic lemon peel. One lemon peel, half a pound of peeled ginger slide, organic turmeric, four tablespoons of raw honey to your taste, two, two cups of water, one teaspoon of cayenne, I don't know what is that, cayenne, mix in a blender, add a dash of ground pepper, blend it, but not too mushy, and then put it into a milk, no, not milk bag. Is that even real? Exists? Squeeze it out and use the liquid 
just put it in a, in a small glass. And he told me that this is a strange mixture of all this stuff. Drink it in the morning, and they will help your joints. And believe it or not, when I was in seminary, I did it a couple of times. And you know what? This is a strange mix. It works. But let me warn you. This is a strange mixture of all these ingredients, I guess because of the cayenne or something, and the paper, it has a kick to it. It has a side effect. So now, Christmas to me, the Christmas season is a, it's it's like a lot like this strange mixture. Christmas is very strange mixed with, with, with a kick. First of all, Christmas is a strange mixture of a strange mix of emotions. Emotions are all over the place. There are people who feel excited about what's going to happen next, about what Santa is going to bring, is going to leave me under the tree. There are other people who are stoked about seeing certain people that are going to be home for Christmas, like friends or family. And there you feel excited in this season. So you have these emotions of excitement and joy, anticipation in this mix. But we also have people who are sad, sadness, because there is at Christmas dinner, at Christmas Eve, there's going to be an empty chair. Somebody that you cannot see, somebody that you wish he would be there. And also in our church, in our congregation, we have immigrants in this church. In this co- Perhaps this is going to be their first Christmas with other families. Or perhaps it's another Christmas with other families. So there is sadness in this emotional mix of Christmas time. There is sadness because of brokenness and relational, uh, relational rupture that is happening. Brother against brother. Sister-in-law against brother-in-law. It's just all these things that are happening around. But there is also a, fear, a sense of a fear and anxiety that sometimes surrounds Christmas. And people wonder, is, is everybody going to like what I bought for Christmas? Did I make my, my, my list? Have I done everything? So Christmas is this strange emotional mix. But it's also people mix. We all know that every family has the wild card, right? At Christmas, every family has this crazy uncle type, right? But if you don't have it, Perhaps you are the crazy uncle type. And, and then perhaps you have a son or daughter who is in college, who's going to be come for Christmas. People mix. And people might be asking themselves, who's, who's going to wear a mask this year? Who's not going to wear a mask? Who is vaccinated? Who's not vaccinated? This, everybody have a different opinion. And also, we have in this strange mix, we have the cultural mix. On this side, we have the North Pole. On this side, we have Bethlehem. On this side, we have commercialism, gifts, Christmas, uh, lighting, and everything. On this side, we have sacrifice. On this side, we have a Santa Claus. On this, have we ha- on this side, we have the savior of the world. We have the elves, uh, Rudolf, I don't know how to say it. But, and, and then we have Mary, Joseph, and John. But all these characters in this strange cultural mix. But one day, I heard a little kid telling to his dad, Dad, are we forgetting the true meaning of Christmas? 
celebrating the birth of Santa <laughs> in this strange cultural mix. So the question I want to ask you this morning is, what do we do with all that? What do we do with all this strange mix? As we are in this Christmas season now, the emotions, the anticipation, the fear, the sadness, the anxiety, the people and the culture. So the question I want to ask you this morning is, how do we approach this strange mix, this strange mixture that is the Christmas season? And I think a lot, uh, think about all the different people through the history, how they approach Christmas. We have, first of all, we have, I think about the King Herod. He approached Christmas with anger. He wanted to get rid of Christmas. He was the original Grinch. He was trying to steal Christmas before Christmas even started. Anger was the way King Herod was going to approach Christmas. And this is strange mix. How about the shepherds? The shepherds were out working, making it happen, doing a hard work. But as they saw, the, they see the star and they have hope. Is this what we've been waiting for? So they are approaching not with anger anymore, but they were just with anticipation. How about the innkeeper? Which I think a lot of us in this time, we can relate to it. And how did the innkeeper approach Christmas season? The innkeeper approached Christmas season with anxiety. He said, you know what? I would love to help you, you guys out, but we're really busy right now. We're built. I'm sorry. And sometimes we are the innkeeper. I'm sorry, God. I'm, 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 I'm dealing with my emotions. I'm dealing with things that are happening in my family, things that are happening around the world. I'm busy right now, Lord. And there is the anxiety, the anticipation, the anger. Even in the Bible, even Mary, if you read the Bible, if you read the story, sorry, was full of fear. Joseph was afraid. Even the dad of John the Baptist was gripped by fear as they anticipated this first Christmas. As they were set into their own cultural setting, as they were dealing with their own emotions, as they were dealing with their own sense of being oppressed and being marginalized, and the pain and their sanctity that came from being in this powerful Roman Empire, but having no power, of having hope, but seeing that hope dashed of the rocks time and time again. So even the original characters in this Christmas story had a sense of fear as they approached the first Christmas. This is strange mix with a kick. So the question is for you guys, for your church this morning is, how should we approach Christmas? I like when we meet someone in our business or someone who, who likes to do what we do, you know, who play the same sports we play, who read the same books uh, or have the same interests we have. And we ask them the question, what is your best practice? Or what's the best advice you can give me? So as we look at this Christmas season, the question that we ask ourselves is, what is the best approach to enter into, to deal with this strange mix that is the Christmas season? And I think 
we can learn a lot from the wise men. The wise men, when they were sent and they followed the star, and they see in Matthew chapter 2, they said, when they saw him, they bowed down and worship. So the best way I believe we can approach Christmas, this Christmas season, this is strange mix with a kick. The best way we can approach is on bending knee. It's when we get down on our knees and we are able to be say, God, I worship you. I love you. You are the gift that I needed. As when we do that, it's that we recognize that he is our Lord. He is our Savior. So, but God is sovereignly, God is Lord. And, and, and we recognize that we are made by this God. So we must bow down the knee. So we must bow down the knee. And we bend the knee in this Christmas season as an act of worship. We bend the knee as an act of humility before God. And we bend the knee to face the seas of this Christmas season as an act of surrender. Surrender. Whatever the emotions the Christmas brings up in your heart, whatever the people mix, whatever the cultural thing turns around, if we can simply bow down the knee before God, get down to our knees and say, God, I worship you. God, I want to know you. I want you to guide me through this strange mix that is the Christmas season on bending knee. That's the wise men. That's what the wise men did. And I think that's what the wise men, wise people do today. Early I told you that uh, this liquid of turmeric and lemon and all the ingredients, I mentioned it, had a kick to it. So like I said, Christmas also has a kick to it as well. Christmas has a kick. And you might be wondering, what's the kick? So well, the kick is that God was about to do something that will forever change the world. God was about to do it in a sense of perform a subtle but powerful miracle that will change the world and have the potential power to change your life and my life. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, talks about this kick. That's the answer you were wondering. What's the kick of this strange mix of Christmas? And the Bible said, but when the time was right, God sent his son and a woman gave birth to him. His son obeyed the law so he could set us free from the law and we could become children, God's children. Know that we are his children. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. And his spirit tells us that God is our father. You are no longer slaves. You are God's children. And you will be given what he has promised. So here's the kick. God becomes a man to redeem and to bring us back to him. And God in his boldness and his power enter into this, into our world through a baby and through the birth of his son named Yeshua, Jesus Christ. That's the kick. The kick is God comes down to our 
level. The God, the almighty God, the powerful beyond power, the being beyond being, the creator of the universe. This God comes down to our level, gets involved in this mix of our world and of our life, becomes a baby. I know some of you in here or some of you in here have a little children, toddlers, or grandchildren. And I want to ask you a question. Whenever you enter into the house and you see the kid playing on the floor with his toys, you don't ask a, a complicated question to them, right? To be like, hey, come outside and help me to, to fix the car. Or come do this. Because they might even not understand. Be like, what? What do we do? So if we want, if we want to relate with this child or, or a grandchild, what do you do? You get down on the ground, right? You get down on the floor, no matter how bad my knees on the back is, no matter how bad it is, you get down on their level, don't you? You play with their toys, and you enter into their world and their game, because why? Because you want to connect with them, because you love them. So in this morning, let me remind you that we serve an almighty, powerful God who rules and reigns, and during this Christmas season, we celebrate the anticipation that He comes down to our level as we bend the knee in anticipation for this Christmas season. And we bend the knee to worship and in humility to surrender to God during this Christmas season. This is strange mix. And this strange means we realize that God comes down to our level. And 1 John chapter 4, 9 to 10, it says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loves us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. He loves us. He pursues us. He loves us so much. He didn't just make this incredible and beautiful world that we live, though sometimes it seems broken and flawed in many ways, but it's beautiful. He didn't just give us his word. He, did, he didn't just give us his promises. He didn't just give us his prophecies, but he gave us his song. He came down to our level to show us his enduring, empowering, life-changing love. God comes down to our level in this strange mix of the Christmas season. This strange mix of emotions, people, culture, he comes down to show us himself. And we bend the knee. We bend the knee before God. And as we bend the knee, we rise full of hope and full of love. These three things go together. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of all of this is love. The love of God coming down to our level, entering our world and changing our hearts 
and lives. That's the kick. You were, you were wondering. That's the kick. So I'm going to invite you this morning to pray with me as we recognize that the true meaning of Christmas is not the birth of Santa. It's the, it's the gift that God gave us his son. So let's pray. God, we thank you for you today. Thank you today, this Sunday. Thank you for the Advent as we anticipate the Christmas season. Thank you for, the, for meeting us in the mix of our fear, anticipation, and joy. Thank you for being right in the middle of our life. Thank you for entering into our world. You are a good, good father, Lord. And we recognize this. And we bend our knees to receive this Christmas, to celebrate this Christmas, God. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. We have time for response to what we've heard from God's Word today. And I don't know if maybe you're one of these people that's kind of caught in the stress and pressure of this season. Uh, and you just maybe want somebody to pray with you. Um, whatever God may lay on your heart, this is your time to respond. Let's all stand. And as we sing this uh, final song, uh, we have some people that are come here to the front, if you would. And they're here just to hear whatever uh, is on your heart this morning and pray with you. Uh, if you want to just come, the altar's open. Just come and kneel and pray. Uh, this is our time of response. Uh, come while we sing.